Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mandory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Fresh from New York, Dory. Uh, Hello. She's really having a time right now with her computer. Her computer's not agreeing with her. It's just doing weird things. I, I can't make heads or tails of it. I do think it was the trackpad and the it, way that she had the computer positioned, but it might have been the trackpad because has it fixed itself yet? Yes. Interesting. Okay. It's fine. Matt still got it. <laughs> My Apple genius certification expired in 2008. Mm. Wait, but, 2008. Yes. But you were still working as a genius. Shh. What? Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Well, this is a scandal. Bombshell. I'm calling Apple. And and they're going to I had fire a, I you. had my email was pretty my email was myra@apple.com. Oh, that's pretty I mean, cool. that was pretty good, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I the only way you could like do better would be like Matt. Yeah. Which I was wonder... like there was an engineer who had oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, anyway, 
enough about us in case anyone's wondering we i used to work at apple a long time ago i think a lot of people know that but maybe not everyone i feel like a lot of people maybe found us through forever 35 and it's not mm-hmm. part of the canon you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so there you go i hear you a little, little background deet if anyone was wondering yeah uh i hear the hiss of the monitor okay i'm just checking henry's uh, monitor is on pretty high blast because i keep that thing cranked when i'm home with him you keep the noise machine cranked no the audio oh the audio of the monitor sure so that i can you know if because i'm not always looking at it right right but if there's a distressful moment yes 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 uh and also i sleep uh, with my headphones on right so sometimes the natural henry waking up is not going to do it for me Although I will say, like you know, he got up. Let's see, I got up. I got I got him at seven oh five this morning. Uh huh. Got him at probably six fifty or six forty five in the morning on the day before. Okay. Day before that, I think it was a six thirty situation. Okay. I slowly creeped him up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I I I think it's fine to leave him in the crib for. Yeah, but I was bored. I was alone. Oh, I see. What else was I gonna do? Sure, sure. That needs someone to throw golf balls around with. <laughs> um, when, tonight, when he was, he asked me to talk about his day, but you know, I wasn't home for the vast majority of his day. <laughs> he wasn't um, home for any of his day. He literally so, asked you to ask talk about his day a minute and a half after he saw you for the first time. Yeah, in, in four days. And then I said something, and he, and he was like, "No." golf ball and I was like oh you went outside and threw golf balls with and he and then he said golf ball pool oh yeah we have been doing throw quite a bit golf of ball in pool so Henry likes to set uh he likes to put the golf ball down on the golf mat that I have I have this little turf mat and um one you know if I turned one way I'm facing the giant net and if I'm turned the other way I'm facing the pool Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which has a pretty high fence. So sometimes Henry make doesn't make me. Sometimes Henry asks me to put the golf ball in the pool, which I then have to ask him to get my 60-degree wedge. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I just stand there and, and chip shot things, chip shot golf balls into the pool, over the fence, into the pool. It's like I'm, it's like I'm landing it on the green, you know, over a bunker. It's It's, wow. it's actually handy practice. Yeah, interesting. So, golf ball pool. And then when we went in the pool yesterday, uh, Dita Gump, which is me jumping, I jumped into the pool. But then on the way down, I got golf balls and brought them back up. But she was like, whoa. Dita Gump, get golf balls. So that was the day. <laughs> so that was the afternoon. Uh... Anyway, how was your time without Henry? Um, you know, I missed Henry. Of course. I missed Dita. Yeah. Um, but I had a really nice time. Mm-hmm. The weather was, other than the hurricane that I flew into. You did fly into a hurricane. Um, the weather was amazing. Like perfect New York weather. I don't know about that. What do you mean? Perfect New York weather to me is, I think, different than perfect New York weather to you. Yes. You you would prefer like cold and snowy. I would prefer... No, no. I would like... Um, 
overcast with a sharp chill. Yeah, no, that it like wasn't. Uh, like uh, the kind of thing where like if you if you get the right gust of wind, it'll go through you. Yeah, no, it wasn't like that. Oh, well, that's um, not my ideal. And, you know, I saw a couple friends. That was really nice. I was really happy for you to be able to go do that. Uh, I mean, I was more trepidatious about will I be able to handle Henry on my own. And guess what? You did. Uh, yeah, for the most part. We had some help. I had We had Holly today. Uh, that was handy. Uh, that was at 11 o'clock in the morning. Essentially, I just needed someone to coast him into his nap. And then after he woke up from his nap, it was pretty much I had to like wait out the airport and go get you. Right. But, uh, yeah, so uh, once I was like in the rhythm of the Henry, then I was happy for you. <laughs> got it. Uh, took a little while, but uh, I got there. What did we do? I mean, like the early, early morning stuff with him is like, I like it because like the world's not awake yet. Mm hmm. You know, so it's like 8 a.m. and we're at Target. Oh. You know, like that kind of stuff. You went to Target at 8 a.m. with him. Well, I needed to get a shade. Oh, for your for car. For his little face. Yeah. His little face was like, I was like looking at him. He's like, you're a nut. And like the other day I got him out of the car after we got Bo. And his little nose was had little beads of sweat on it. And I was like, this is not, we're oh, not, we can't do this. buddy. So, uh, yeah, I had to get a shade. And I was like. Target opens at eight. I bet they have little window shade things that he will break eventually. Yeah, that's where I got the window shade thing that he broke eventually. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple extras in the car, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, like that stuff, and then like, and then it's coffee time, you know, and then it's uh, and then and then usually it's like time to change him and then we're gonna like do some outside stuff and then you know the rhythms of like the morning i can handle that mm -hmm. it's that i guess honestly it's like i find henry's that the three o'clock to 4 50 period yeah that two hour period yeah i'm like i don't, I don't know yeah because like by then like the earth is baked right and like it's too hot and you're tired by then. Yeah. So, you know, I, I it was, uh, yeah, we had a, we had an okay time. It was nice that we FaceTimed you. We got to FaceTime you. That was fun. And he sort of, he, he, I think he got it. But then I would ask him again and he'd be like, no. Like, do you want to FaceTime with mama? Do you want to see mama on the phone? No. Oh. Do you want to see Henry on the phone? Henry, and then he would <laughs> want to see pictures of his phone. I'd be like, "That's not what we're doing. It's either, it's either we talk to mom or we don't." Look right, at right, right. Anyway, and Bo missed me. Bo missed you very much. Bo spent a lot of time waiting up by the by the driveway. Oh, buddy! Like, uh, I don't get it. Where's the other one? <laughs> She's always here. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't left. She hasn't left in a year and a half. Where is she? What did you do with her, old man? Uh, he was so excited to see me when I got home. I mean, that was the most excited I've seen him in a while. Yeah. It was genuinely like, I really, that, so, like, he was being weird and antsy, and then I didn't put it together, I think, until today. I was like, oh, he's probably just waiting for Dory. It was just because he kept hitting, he kept going out to the driveway and plopping his head, like, right in front of the gate. Oh, boo-boo. And, like, he, he, he spent a lot of time outside this weekend. That's good. He really wanted to be out, which I think was just out to wait for you. Oh, bubble. Um, 
but yeah, so that that so that said, yes, I was very happy for you to be able to not have to like deal with Henry, but not happy for you to fly into a hurricane and not land. Yeah. In New York for That was bananas. Many hours. Dory's travel luck continues. Um, but this time was very grateful to not have Henry with me. And that is precisely why I offered to stay at home with him while you went. And I'm I feel great that that worked out. Yeah, it did. Whoa. Bug. Um yeah, it worked out. It worked out really well and I was able to stay in a friend's apartment that was like very centrally located in Manhattan, um, which was really nice. And I went to a family wedding. I saw my parents, saw some cousins I hadn't seen in like forever, a really long time. Um, you know, uncle, former aunt. I mean, that's just, that's, that's, um, that's your typical wedding right there. Uncles and former aunts. Aunts and former uncles. Yeah. Yep. 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 But uh, yeah, I was sorry I couldn't get there. Yeah. Everyone asked how you were doing. Actually, I wasn't sorry I couldn't get there. I was sorry I wasn't there. Yeah. People. The getting there part, I was not sorry about missing. People missed you. I I would miss me. I mean, I'm a hoot, you know? I'm just a great guy. A lot of good fun. Yeah. To be had here. Mm -hmm. You're very fun. Dida. Really fun. <laughs> I mean, look, I think he and I uh, reconnected, Henry and I. Uh-huh. Um, in a way that, like, he remembered. Oh, yeah. You're the fun one. Mm, classic. You know? you know? That's how dads are. Classic dad role. Dads are fun. Um, sorry, I'm trying to figure out why my phone's camera is on. And... I have no apps open. Your telephone has a camera on? No, my computer. Sorry, did I say phone? You did. I meant to say computer. All right, guys, Dory's computer seems to be okay. <sighs> Thank God, everyone. Yeah. I was like, camera just popped on, huh? She's like, no, I opened FaceTime. I was like, oh, okay. Well, when did you open FaceTime? Earlier. I was like, during the podcast? You're trying to make a phone call? She's like, no, before. I was like, when you were on the plane? She's like, no, before that. <laughs> So, like, 12 <laughs> hours ago? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Dory has what? a hard time with the restart button on her computer. She tends to keep that thing running and everything cached for, like, decades. Hey. And then, you know, starts to get some funk happening. And then what are you going to do? You got to reboot. Yeah. You got to reboot. It's the old uh, IT crowd. Have you tried turning it on and off again? <laughs> You know, it's funny. I feel like I've um, somehow people occasionally ask me for IT advice, if you can imagine that. I cannot. And a little bit. I always say, try turning it off and turning it back on. And like 95% of the time that works. Yeah, it's it's because people never turn anything off anymore. Mm. Well, let's say your phone was off. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time your phone was off? Uh, I rebooted it about a week ago, I think. Oh, well, look at you. La-dee-da. That's me. La-dee-da. Hmm. La-dee-da, Myra. Okay, so any pressing questions over the weekend for you, for me? Anything? No. In what sense? 
Like I just asked you about your, you know what I mean? Oh, well, I asked. We're I, just podcasting here. Uh, oh, is that what we're doing? I thought so. This isn't just. I like, mean, in fairness, the... we did just turn off the microphones and then talk about Shang Chi's opening weekend. <laughs> For some reason, and then like Dory was like going to a new source, and I was like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> I, I nonetheless, I'm happy that it uh, is doing well and, and is in the theater, and hopefully, this is a uh, you know, there's a big moth up there. Oh, oh yeah, there is. Anyway, a big moth. Uh, I mean, so would you say that this weekend gave you like more confidence in solo dadding? Uh. uh Sure. I mean, no. I I don't know. It was nothing. Nothing. I don't do. Believe it or not, everyone out there. Occasionally on weekends, I will say to Dory, "I'll just take him and I'll like leave the house with him for a few hours and to give her a little, you know, R and R." Um. So it was like nothing. Out. Nothing. I don't. Nothing. I don't already do with him. I know, but you. I were... never got him out to like a store or anything. But you were very him. apprehensive because it was so the you know. Bath time has evolved. Yeah, it's not disco bath time. (laughs) Since I used to do it. Oh, in what sense? Like, Like, you know, like he's physically able to move. That's the last time you gave him a bath? Like, like we used to do bath together. Right. And then at some point it became, I watch Bo. I deal with Bo Mm. while you do the bath. Mm -hmm. And then it has turned into... You know, like it takes so long now to get him dressed. I don't yeah. know what the hell's happening, right? Because I'm right, not in right, there, right, 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 right. So I'm like, well, what the hell is this bath time going to be like? Yeah. Um, how did it go? Fine, it was fine, I mean, particularly because of the light up golf balls that we, and then turning off the light. Which, yeah. So we do bath now in the dark with light up golf balls. He's very into it as our only source of light. <laughs> So they're white balls that light up different colors. There's an LED in them. They're for essentially like early, early morning golf or nighttime golf. And you usually bounce them off the concrete or the cart path. Or if you hit, when you hit the ball, they'll light up with a golf club. So they're white and you don't know what color they're going to be until you hit it. And they don't change colors. Like the red ball that lights up red will be white until you light it up red. And then it will always be the red one. But Henry, I mean, conceptually, I'm not fully sure that he gets that part of the concept because they all look like the same ball that just turn on different colors. Mm-hmm. So he likes, to, I mean, it's for, honestly the first hint that he might have gotten my gambling gene. Because oh, he boy. likes to pick it up and go, how about Gween? <laughs> how about Gween? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Gween! <laughs> oh, boy. And he goes, how about Gween? Boom. Oh, pink. <laughs> so it's like that That part of it is very funny to me. He's really like, I'm like, what do you think it's going to be, bud? He goes, uh, wed. And then you hit it. If it's red, he's like super excited. If it's not, he's not happy. It's, that is gambling. Wow, you are projecting something I love onto it. him. I love it. Oh, but anyway, yeah. So now those that, those balls are now part of bath time. Yeah. I mean, they'd been part of bath time before you left. We'd we'd already started using them. Yes, I got them for him. Yeah. Because he was so fascinated by the one or two that I had. But we had not been doing disco bath time. Yes, disco bath time, lights off. What are you, Dory, you really seem to be bothered by the model. No, you keep looking at it. Well, it is 
It's like a solar eclipse every time it flies <laughs> past the light. That's how big it is. So then when I look at it, then suddenly at I'm it. so interested when you can't stop, stop staring at it. Stop looking at the moth, Dory. See how he gaslights me? Uh, all right. Anyway, yes. So that's that, I guess. Right? Is that a cohesive anything to anybody out there? I'm sorry. I don't know. Um... But yeah, I mean, look, it's still it's still like pandemic-y. So like I had to get on a COVID test this weekend, which was like a whole ordeal because it starts preschool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got a, I got one. He got one. But like we went to three different places. CVS doesn't, you know, you have to be three or older. So that's out. Yeah. Dory's like, what about this place? They have appointments at Universal. I was like, that's close. Let's go. Go to Universal. I can't find it. It tries to like direct me into the lot. And I'm like, I'm not going into the lot today. And then it's like, well, go this way then. And I'm like, theme park parking. <laughs> like, I'm not going to the theme park. And I'm like, I have a two year old. That cannot be right. I there don't has understand. to be some other place that you go. Well, then the Echo Park one was very hard to find because it was like at a flea market. Whoa. So it was like, I'm like, do these things not exist unless they're part of another thing you might have to pay entry to? Yeah, that's It was weird. so weird. Anyway, we finally got them in Echo Park. Oh, he thought it was very funny. Sticking a thing up his nose. <laughs> so funny. He really thought it was funny. He also was into Band-Aids now. So I feel like I've really done a lot <laughs> for him in the last few days. Uh, How about Wed? How about Wed? All right. Uh, that said, you can email us, doryman at gmail.com, at dory at gmail.com. You can call us, 413-461-BABY. Uh, leave a voicemail. Check out our Facebook group. It's a wonderful resource for everyone who might be going through this bullshit and or uh, has been through it. This is uh, IVF we're talking about, believe it or not. Uh, so we'll be right back. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, Not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. 
Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything, because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back uh, and we're ready to hear from some of you. Hello. Some of you listeners who may or may, may, or may not be here listening. All right. Uh, this first email is from Helena or Helena. I don't know. Could be either one. Dory, how are you doing emotionally after your failed transfer? Do you and Matt discuss it and what helps you guys get through it? I'm sending you a big hug and much love. Helena. Um, <laughs> I'm fine. Are we? T- I, there's part of me that thinks like it's like just a little too hectic to think about it currently. Yeah. Or is it, I mean, for you maybe, but I mean, I have nothing to do. What the hell am I doing? Yeah. I, you know, I was like bummed about it, but also I think I wasn't really expecting it to work. And so I'm like, yeah, I guess that's probably just like a defense mechanism, but. So it's sufficiently lowered your expectations. My, my expectations were extremely low. Um, and you know, I think also like having a two-year-old, it just, my, like Matt said, kind of like my attention is elsewhere. Um, yeah. You know, but you know, that said, it's like, it's, it's still a bummer. Um, Partially it's like time, like sort of taking it all in right now, as far as Henry is concerned, you know, cause he's starting preschool. So like, I'm feeling like, oh, the, he's getting older and, you know that there's that part i'm like oh everyone says it moves so fast so let me try to absorb it mm-hmm. so i'm absorbing him mm-hmm. it's like babyhood is over <laughs> so full i mean like he says four things like until until he's at like although i did say to holly that is the first time I ever asked him a question and he fully answered it was yesterday. What'd you ask him? Uh, I asked him, how was the park? And he goes, 
see light, not on. I was like, wow. Okay. That is the answer to my question. Yeah. That is, and it was almost a sentence. Yeah. So. Yeah. He went to go see the light that wasn't on. <laughs> Our son loves watching, like, if, if there's a bulb out, he'll tell you. Yeah, and he's very, um, he's he's been to the park, like, in the late afternoon, not dusk exactly, but, like, when it's just getting the sun is just low enough that the lights go on. Yeah. And so whenever he's at the park, he's like hopeful that the lights will. Yeah. He sits there and watches the lights. Yeah. Like the street lights uh, or the park lights. Yeah. Which is also part. That's actually kind of what I think is interesting about those golf balls that turn off after eight minutes. Like he like like he's he gets really excited when he sees them turn off. Yeah, he also was asking me to turn them off, and I was like, I can't turn them off. We have to wait. He knows this. Yeah, but like, I don't know. maybe he's like, I'll ask Mama. Yeah, exactly. Maybe she knows how to do right. it. Um. So anyway, Helena, to answer your question, um, I don't know, but I you know I do still think about like another kid, uh, but that it feels like that ship is sort of sailing. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe I just need to like get it back into port. Sailing. It can't come into port. Not everyone's vaccinated on the boat. On the on the boat. Oh man! Really? Yeah. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the back in the olden days, if someone on your ship was found to have smallpox, I think you had to destroy all the cargo on the ship. Okay. Or so. gift the blankets to the native people. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, all right. So last week we heard from someone who had one embryo left mm-hmm. and she was considering thawing it so that she could PG, so that she could test it because she hadn't tested it right. previously. So we, we got some listeners um, writing in about that. This one is from Jenny. To the person writing in about her one embryo that she is considering thawing to PGT. Personally, I wouldn't put that much stress on your last embryo. My husband and I decided to test eight of our frozen untested embryos and three didn't survive the thaw. I don't think it's worth risking it for just one. If you had many embryos, my advice would probably be different, but with just one, I don't think it's worth it. The reason we thawed to test is because we will need a surrogate for our next science baby. We wanted to figure out which of the 16 untested embryos we had left that would give us the best chance in this type of high money stakes situation. Otherwise, I wouldn't have stressed my embryos, especially if I only had a few. I was conflicted about the whole situation, which is why we decided to test half of them. Plus, we saved 5K only testing eight. uh, Many surrogates will only transfer PGT normal embryos because they don't want to put their bodies through unnecessary miscarriage, trauma, etc. So we wanted to up our chances of matching with a willing surrogate by having normal embryos ready to go. This was a big motivation for us to thaw and refreeze because the matching process can take some time. Fortunately, we did end up matching pretty quickly. Out of the eight we tested, three didn't survive, two were abnormal, and three were normal. We still have eight untested that we will decide what to do in the future. (coughs) But for now, we are focusing on the three we know for sure are normal. I think in certain scenarios, it's more useful than others, but not when you have just one. Just my two cents. Jenny living in Long Beach, California with my husband, science toddler and rescue toy poodle in 700 square feet. Yes, it's a little tight around here, but we're penny pinching for our surrogate baby and we live close to the beach, which is a pretty sweet trade off. I mean, look, when the beach is your front door, 
out your front door. What? I don't know. <laughs> you know about ships that are sitting off port. <laughs> um yeah, this is this this is some good this is some good data. You know, out of eight embryos, three didn't survive. That's almost half. That is, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's uh, it's also a, quite a perspective. Yeah. So, thank you, Jenny. Um, all right, we also got a voicemail. About I heard you this. cough. Yeah. So I just want to ask: Have you been tested? Uh, I'm getting tested tomorrow. Okay. But it's also it's very dry in here, and I don't have my water. So, okay. How about wed? <laughs> Here's a voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Jess, and I was calling in response to um, the uh, caller who was asking about whether she should PBS test her final embryo. And I would say I definitely agree with Dory. With only one embryo left, um, I would say just, like, go ahead and transfer it. Um, you know, if there was more than one, you know, you might want to do the testing just to kind of see, like, which one's better or more likely. Um, you know, because one thing I think – it's it's kind of morbid to remind people that just because an embryo tests PGS normal doesn't mean it's going to take. Um, you know, we had four PGS normal embryos. Only one of them ever took. We lost the other three. Um, you know, and I would say with one, like, if you're going to do another retrieval afterwards, you know, if it doesn't take, you know, I, I'm kind of more of the line of getting those things done, you know, as quickly as possible, you know, moving on the, the timeline if you need to do that. So. That's my thoughts. Good well, thoughts. I mean, the consensus here yep. so far yep. seems to be just transfer it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is there any more data? Um, we th- th- That's all we, okay. we got. All right. That's our consensus. That's our consensus. That's our recommendation. Thank you. Um, we are an official medical advice podcast. <laughs> JK, we're not doctors. Consult a physician. Thank you. Um, last week, we also heard from someone who wanted to know, she was the HR person who wanted to know about offering infertility benefits. Yes, I remember. So I think we got a lot of um, feedback about this. And we're going we're gonna to read a couple emails. And I was saying five was okay. You were like, it needs to be 10. Yeah. I, I remember. That. I remember that. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, this first email is from Aaron. Hi, Dorian Matt. I was writing a response to your call from the person in HR wanting to know what infertility benefits would be of interest to people. I knew I'd written in before about insurance benefits, so I searched my email and found the email below. She found an email from 2019. I mean, look, it's not the ancient past, but I'll take it. Okay. The caller mentioned that she hadn't found any insurance companies that provided unlimited benefits. Ours does, Aetna, but I believe it all depends on the size of your employer. Large employers have access to more comprehensive coverage. My husband's company provides unlimited fertility coverage with no max. Whoa. Uh, Sign me up. They also offer $20,000 lifetime to cover any family building expense that isn't covered by insurance, like adoption, surrogacy, donor eggs, sperm, etc. So there are companies that are hitting it out of the park with the family building benefits they offer. But my husband's company is a very large corporation. I think it would be difficult for a smaller company to compete. It's awesome that the caller is reaching out to see what would be useful for their employees. 
We are extremely thankful to have had the insurance coverage we did, so we didn't have to deal with a huge financial burden on top of the incredibly stressful situation that landed us there in the first place. I also found an email I'd sent you a few years ago expressing my shared hatred for miracle baby stories. Ha, fast forward a few years and now I now find myself with a nine-week-old miracle baby of my own. After eight years of infertility and two IVF babies, we were completely shocked to find ourselves expecting a third with no medical intervention. Major plot twist. Love the podcast. Thanks for sharing your story, Aaron. Uh, look, you hate those stories and yet you still had to tell us one. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. Here is another. Well, actually, before I play this voicemail, I guess I just want to point out like, yeah, sometimes working for those huge corporations have a lot of benefits. You know? That was quite a pun. Yeah. Sure. We have a lot of. They have a lot I of got pregnancy. it. And then yeah. it wasn't really a about, pun. What we're talking about. Yes, I mean, it was. It was okay. wordplay. Wordplay. Okay. All right, here we go. Here's a voicemail. It was, I would say, pun intended. Okay. Hi, this is Karen. <laughs> I'm calling from North Carolina. Not the most progressive of states, but um, I worked for a large healthcare system that had both infertility and adoption benefits. The company offered $10,000 each for IVF, and 10000 for adoption. Um, and I really took them to the bank because I used both. For IVF, the 10000 was awesome. We did two retrievals both. and four or five transfers, don't even remember. And I think we only ended up paying ourselves for the last transfer. Wow. And we, um, this was eight years ago, so things might have changed. And also... Um, we did have to pay for the meds still. So we still paid a good bit of money ourselves, but the $10,000 was an amazing benefit. So I'm with you, Dory, on 10000 is a great amount. For adoption, it's a little different because you get an adoption tax credit from the government. And since we got the 10000 from the employer benefits, they take that out of what the government gives you. So we only got... 2000 I don't remember, for the adoption from the federal government. So it all kind of evened out in the end as far as the adoption benefits. But for the IVF, the $10,000 was amazing. Um, thanks. I'm Karen. I'm in 2,500 square feet in North Carolina with two kids, a husband, and a kitty cat. And I've probably had two or three hot dogs this year, but turkey <laughs> hot dogs, so I know they don't count. They Thanks, do not bye. correct. Thank you for understanding that your hot dogs did not count. See, okay. someone agreed with I me. I appreciate it. Uh, some people agree with you sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes I mean, look, they do. Here's all I'm saying, everybody. For years, I have used Apple Maps to navigate around the city. And it has driven Dory Shafrir crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why don't you use Waze? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Yep. Today, picked her up from the airport, driving home. She's like, why don't you use Waze? There are people in this Facebook group I'm in that are really into Apple Maps right now. And I'm like, what? How dare you come at me? Like I wasn't doing that 
and you got mad. Anyway, whatever. Here we are. Okay. Next email. <laughs> um. All right. We're going to actually go straight to another voicemail. Okay. On the same topic. Makes sense. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Michelle, longtime listener, um, and I just paused the pod to call in uh, to respond to the caller uh, who works in HR asking about fertility and family building benefits for their company. Um, I work at a very generous um, financial company that added fertility benefits just in the past two years, and I actually um, sort of helped advise um, our HR benefits person about the realistic costs of fertility, and um, they work with a company called Progeny, P-R-O-G-E-N-Y, I believe. Um, I could be spelling it correctly, but um, they are um, sort of like an added insurance benefit onto our insurance plan. So I, I, somehow they work with your health insurance um, but you go through progeny for the fertility-specific benefits. Um, and they're pretty unique in that um, they offer things like a smart cycle that might include an egg retrieval and transfer. Um, and obviously, the level of benefits that is offered to employees depends on that employer. Um, but another thing our company did was, um, I'm not sure if it's through progeny or not, but they offer um, $8,000 toward um, surrogacy, if that's the route you go through. So, um, for example, for LGBTQ couples um, wanting to build their family, they themselves may not be going to the fertility treatment, but might, might be using um, donors and a surrogate. And so I thought that was a nice added bonus. I will say that when the benefits person talked to me about this program, I told her that I thought 8000 wasn't nearly enough. Um, to, to cover, you know, basically um, building your family and fertility benefits. But um, it is a really good start. And her feeling was that as time went on, the company might be open to more, but they didn't really have a good sense of how many people would take advantage of it. So I guess to that benefits person, um, you know, I think she can start with what she thinks is most likely to be successful and, and approved of the company and then potentially build that benefit over time. Um, I think $2,000 is not a lot, but any amount helps. Um, so, uh, and, it, and it might be worthwhile for her to look into progeny or, you know, maybe there's others that offer um, services like that too. Anyway, I hope that's helpful. Um, again, it's Michelle. I live in Southern California uh, in 2,400 square feet, two science babies, including one who came to us uh, via surrogacy um, and a dog, and I would say one hot dog in 2021. Hope you guys are doing great. That Thanks. seems Bye. very specific. One hot dog? You can't have, like, I had maybe one. Like, you know, that, that seems like, I guess I had one hot dog. That seems like you're admitting it. I mean. To yourself that you've shaved 38 minutes off your life. Um, I feel like we got some good information about insurance coverage and, uh, and You know, I like it. It's a potpourri sort of thing. Yep. Kind of like, uh, what do you think yep. about this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could apply to anything we say. Yeah. This was more of a survey. This was more of a formal survey, I think, um, than our normal stuff. Than our normal questions. Kind of accurate. Yeah. I mean, look, I guess we all have opinions and we can write them down in surveys. Yeah. Um, okay, we are going to take another break. Okay, we'll be right back. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, we're back. Hello. Dory just explained something to me for, I'm going to guess, the 50th time. I, I always ask that question. I mean, I haven't asked it in a while, but... All right, did you get some clarity? I got some clarity. It was a podcast question, guys. It was a technical podcast question. Just podcasters doing podcasts. You know, Dory's a podcast aficionado. And I am uh, like wise and old and forgetful mm. about podcasts. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, continue. Mm-hmm. All right. This Next is, podcast. This is from Anonymous. Um, hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bob. I got some unexpected news at my recent embryo transfer and can't find any information about it online. I'm hoping you or your listeners might have some insight. I was lucky to have four embryos make it to blastocyst after my egg retrieval and two were genetically normal. I assumed the other two were not genetically normal. Just before my embryo transfer last week, my doctor was doing a kind of inventory of the embryos to discuss which one would be transferred, which one would continue, which would continue to be frozen and which would be destroyed. He confirmed that there are two genetically normal embryos, one that was not, and a fourth one where no DNA was detected. He asked if I wanted to retest the one with no DNA, and I said, of course I did. Why wouldn't I? Seeing as I was undressed from the waist down with a crinkly paper sheet covering me and wanted to get the embryo transfer done so I could empty my very full bladder, I didn't ask any follow-up questions. But now it's gnawing at me, and I can't find any information about this situation from a Google search. I assume there's some sort of problem with that embryo, but I'm not sure. I have to assume that one of your listeners has encountered this situation and might be able to shed light on this. That is from Anonymous in 1400 square feet in Florida with me, my husband, and three-year-old son. Two veggie dogs this year, although I know they don't count. How does something have no DNA? So I I have read about this situation in a couple of my Facebook groups. A couple of my abnormal embryo Facebook groups. People might be like, I use Apple Maps now. Also, here's what happened to my embryo. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this is not a common occurrence, but this is like something that has happened. And it's it, what it seems to be is just like a testing fluke. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, it doesn't mean that your embryo has no DNA. It means that like nothing was nothing was red. Pa- red and like it there like I've seen people post pictures of like their children who were from embryos where no DNA was detected kind of thing. Well, I mean, what are we going to do with those children? Well, have we tested them again? I don't know. Um, what if they're robots? So, yeah. So talk to your doctor. But I like I don't think that this is necessarily... Well, like I had to do Henry's uh, nasal swab for the COVID test, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm obviously a licensed technician. Yep. I couldn't uh, mess it up in any way, shape or form. But nope. I did think, well, is there going to be enough on here for them to, I was expecting it to come back with like, no, no, no. Inconclusive. I thought it was going to come back. Hmm. But it was negative. There you go. All Welcome right. back, everybody. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Well, let's move on to... Here we are. Another email from Dana, who is reaching out with a Boston signal. Oh, didn't see that coming. She writes, my husband and I are taking a weekend trip in early November, and I'm getting a little overwhelmed trying to figure out where to stay. I've been to Boston before, but stayed at my friend's place and don't remember a thing about locations. We almost always stay in Airbnbs, but if we have to stay in a hotel, we will, whatever makes the most sense. We are flying from Philly had a flight credit that needed to be used and didn't plan to rent a car. <laughs> what a what a what a what a flight credit. What is that a 50 minute flight? <laughs> it's a short flight. <laughs> I've taken that flight. Of course. Well, I mean, geez. we are fine with Ubers and figuring out the tea. Actually, sidebar. When I was in college, I often took that flight on AirTran. Wow. <laughs> Remember AirTran? Was that at the TWA terminal? <laughs> It's at the Pan Am terminal. There you go. It's at the Eastern Airlines terminal. The official airline of Walt Disney World. <laughs> Eastern Airlines? Yeah. Oh. I definitely flew Eastern Airlines as a child. I I flew TWA. I feel I feel like I flew TWA a lot actually. Uh wasn't there TWA the most comfortable way to fly? Mm. If I remember correctly. Don't remember. I remember Delta, we love to fly and it shows cool um the only okay. must do is a day trip to salem which we would do on a full day no on our only full day which is the sunday yeah okay so you're taking a full trip to full day trip to salem but you're not renting a car yeah i find this confusing you're gonna uber to, to salem, salem from boston <laughs> i don't think this is a great idea i mean look it's not the worst idea i will say this because it's not like I mean, Salem to Boston, I'm going to guess, is uh, 35 minutes, right? I don't know. How far is Salem to Boston? I'm going to check. I think it's 35. But how many miles is it, is my question. It's probably 20. Okay, I'm just going to say from the back bay yeah. to Boston, to Salem. Yeah. It's 22.3 miles, Yeah. 33 minutes. Yeah. You were not far off. I know the area. <laughs> um, anyway, that said, look, I think going to Salem in the fall is a is a is a great thing. Salem Witch Museum, it's a hoot. There's a wax museum there that you could skip, <laughs> but it's kind of fun in a in a in a in a uh, kitschy way. Um. Oh my god! I was watching, uh, you know, you know how I watch those YouTube travel things where like it's usually like somebody is at a theme park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like Dollywood or something. Mm-hmm. He uh, made it all the way up north. He was at Canopy Lake Park. No way! And I watched the Carpet Bagger at uh, Canopy Lake Park. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, oh, it's my home park. Anyway, my uh, my parents took my niece and nephew there recently. Oh. I love it. They had a blast. Okay, anyway, so I feel like I'm not answering your question. Oh, so yeah. you're figuring out the T. Um, We're fine with Ubers and figuring out the T. I don't think... Well, I guess you can go to North Station and take this. Okay, here's what line. you do. The silver line? According to Google Maps. Yeah. If you took public transportation... Oh, wait, no, I don't want to leave now. It was like, this will take five hours. 
Uh, let's leave. Yeah, but it is Sunday. Oh, right. They are going to go on a Sunday. So let's let's say next Sunday at 8 a.m. Okay. They're going to leave. It would take 56 minutes. No, don't do that. It would take, you have to take the T to the Newburyport-Rockport line on the commuter rail. Aye, aye, aye. And then there okay. is a there is a stop in Salem. There's a Salem stop. No, yeah, of course, but like. It's only half an hour from North Station. Well, that's what I said. Go to North Station. I know, but I'm saying if they were in the back bay, like to get to North Station, it's actually, it's like it's a very little, easy. Takes takes a good if 20, you're in 25 the back minutes. Bay, yes. You can walk there. To North Station? I would not walk It's like to walking, North you walk through Quincy Market. The, from the back bay? From the back bay. It's, I think that's far. I don't think that's far. Okay. Well, anyway. I, 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 I travel on foot quite a bit, you know, when I'm out and about on foot. Anyway, this is ridiculous the way we're <laughs> answering this question. Okay. There are Airbnb options in Boston. Uh, it depends on the weekend you're going. I will say that the they tend to be not to my satisfaction. Mm-hmm. In the sense of like we constantly we look, but we yeah. never find anything where we're like, let's stay there. Well, we also are always looking for like somewhere that would be appropriate for Henry. That's true. Which that like is, true. is kind of a different story. The last time we were there, we stayed on Newberry Street. Um, it was the sort of Dory's parents were taking Henry. We treated, we were like, let's treat ourselves to two days in a, in a hotel and sleep. So we stayed at the Newberry. It was really fancy and nice. Very fancy, very nice hotel. Uh, but it was also the middle of July and the rates were pretty good. November? I don't know. I feel like November's okay. Oh, it was also, yeah. I feel like November's okay because it's not everyone moving into school. It's not graduation. Like there's like that little, there's a window between January and September. Where, like, you can get a hotel room in Boston. Yeah. Anyway, so that said, uh, but Newberry Street, Boston Common, that area, that's probably where you're going to want to stay. Mm. We've only got a day and a half. Yeah. Um, because all the historical bullshit, I mean, you're from Philly, so you've got plenty of that. But look, if you want to see Cheers, if you want to go through the Common, if you want to uh, make way for ducklings. Yeah. You do all that there. Yeah, I would that's where I, that's where I would probably stay. And you can take a duck tour and yeah. see everything you need to see. Uh and then as far as getting into I'm saying I'm gonna say yes, Uber and it's gonna cost a decent amount because it is a half hour away. Right. Um and also like I'm trying to think in my head of like where you would where's where in Salem would you centrally drop yourself? I guess you would drop yourself like at the witch museum. Or at Laurie Cabot's I'm gonna make, shop. I'm going to make a suggestion. Yeah. My suggestion would be to just rent a car for the day. But then you have to worry about getting it to the rental place, then back. You know what I mean? You can rent a car from Back Bay Station in, yeah. in Back Bay. You get the car. You drive it to the sale. And then you can kind of tootaloot around up the North Shore. Tootaloot, everybody. That's what we say that on Forever 35. Tootaloot around up there. <laughs> um... And you can like see a bunch of other quaint little towns. It'll be really Stop fun. Stop at Marblehead. It's beautiful. Rockport. 
Rob Delaney's Newburyport. from Marblehead. Like these, these towns are all really cute. They and are like, adorable, but it's Sunday. So blue laws. Everyone's watching the Pats. Nothing's open. Uh, don't listen to him. I think it would be nice to rent a car for the day, personally. Uh, and then you come back and you return it and you walk back to your hotel. Yeah, okay. But look, if I had my druthers, there's a couple things I'd like to say. Not renting a car in Boston is smart because the parking is a pain in the ass. Right, but in my plan, they wouldn't have to park. I get it. Ultimately. Do you get it? Ultimately. What you need is to invite us and we'll rent the car for you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, your which neighborhood should you look for? I would say look for Back Bay. Yes. And Boston Common area. So yes. that's so that that would be in in reference to hotel and Airbnb. And if you're looking for some you know, you could stay a little further out like Ken Moorish. Mhm. And still be centrally located. Mhm. Ish. Mm-hmm. So like over by Fenway, but that, those are our two options. Mm-hmm. Here, there's like a bunch of there's a Heinz, there's a place called the Heinz Convention Center at the Prudential Building, and there's a lot of hotels around that. That's true. So, and that's that that's Newberry Street, Mass Ave, kind of. Anyway, that if you if you're still listening, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Oh boy! I apologize, everyone. Okay, um, Christina wrote in with a water bottle recommendation. Let me hear it. From Ta- Takea. They make a 17-ounce and 25-ounce tra- traveler water bottle that has a lockable flip-top lid for easy access. You don't have to lock the lid for it to stay securely closed in case you knock it over. Additionally, there's a built-in coaster on the bottom and the lid pieces come apart easily for thorough cleaning. They make all sorts of other water bottles, but the Traveler makes it so easy to drink water, even while wearing a medical or N95 face mask all day at work or while running around with a toddler. Hmm. So, and Christina's in 750 square feet in San Diego with two adults and maybe four hot dogs that meet Matt's criteria. Christina, I thought that said 7,500 square feet, and I was like, whoa. But now that it's a 700, I'm like, that is adorable. <laughs> Um, thank you for that recommendation. I'm going to look that up. Were you in the market for a water bottle? I was. Uh, you definitely were. I mean, I just, you know. I'm not not in the market. You know what I'm saying? My problem is like when I run out of, when I run out. You know what it is? I could use a water bottle that is in between my big, heavy, bulky hydro flask and my slightly too small swell bottle. So it sounds like you want my water bottle. I don't know. What My is black your... one? 32 ounce. Well, 30, the hydro... 36 ounce. How much is it? 36 ounce, I believe. I think my hydroflask is 32 ounce and I find it to be a little bulky. Oh, well, there you go. I think I want like a 20 ouncer. A venti. Yeah, I want a venti. <laughs> um, all right. We heard, as, as predicted, we heard from a, a few people about my vehement opposition to food at Disney. Yeah, look, I I jumped on that grenade with you. You did. Um, do you want to read this email from Jill? I where is it? Um Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. There it uh, is. I had to pause when listening to the list of foods at Disney. I agree. Most of the foods are not worth it and they're mostly convenient when you're in the park and busy trying to finish a list of rides. However, my family and I love the corn dogs in the red cart. We'll arrive at Disney, stand in line for corn dogs, then head straight to stand in line for pirates. While in line for pirates, we enjoy 
The state fair like goodness of a dog wrapped in fried cornmeal dough with mustard and ketchup. Yum. By the time we get to the front of the line, our dogs are done and we're ready to board. We haven't gone to Disney during the pandemic, but we probably won't until things get better. Which makes me miss corn dogs even more. I know corn dogs don't count in the hot dog count. Love the pod. Hearing about Henry's word explosion and the funny things he does, as well as how much you both enjoy him. We do. That's Jill, 1100 square feet, Santa Barbara. Two cats, four guinea pigs. The guinea pigs are outside. Lots of dogs, some Trader Joe's corn dogs, and some brats. I know they also don't count. Thank you. P.S. And my 18-year-old daughter still lives at home, still heads off for college in mid-September, and my 20-year-old daughter was home doing virtual college for most of the pandemic, but is now back at school. Looking forward to when they graduate and really move out so I can have my small house to just me and my hubby and the animals. PSS, just got Dory's book. I have it set aside. After I drop my youngest off at college, as I know, I will need a happy distraction after she's gone. That is from Jill. Jill, I like it. I like that you have a routine. I like that your Disney routine consists of get food, wait in line, eat food, ride a ride. There's nothing better. Uh, I look the sensory explosion of a corn dog and the Pirates of the Caribbean. You can't go wrong with that. Thank you. All right. Now this is for Megan. I almost drove off the road <laughs> when I heard Dory say on this week's podcast that Dole Whip is just okay. My mother also texted about Dole Whip. She was like, "I like Dole Whip." You tell that wife of yours. <laughs> To back off that last part I added. Uh, wow. But she, does, she texts me to tell me that she does like Dole Whip and we're kind of cuckoo for not liking Dole Whip. I mean, look. We I, like Dole Whip, fine. Dole Whip is fine. I just feel like the way people talk about I'm it. I'm not driving 45 minutes to get Dole Whip. That's what I'm saying. Uh, all right, here we go. But to a certain degree, I do agree with part of what makes food good at Disney is the experience tied to it. I remember my first Dole Whip and then later, taking my mom to try it, which she exclaimed, I've been to Disney since I was a kid, and I've never had, I can't believe I've never had this. Uh, with that said, the top four items to get at Disney and California Adventure, Disneyland and California Adventure, are Dole Whip, Corn Dog, Beignets, Soup in a Bread Bowl from the Pacific Wharf. Those are actually, I've had all of those things. And those are probably all the top items as far as repeatable edibleness. I don't think you can go any further than those four items. <laughs> what about the the pretzel? Eh, sometimes I find the pretzel to be lacking. Wow. In all honesty. Wow. Uh, and then she continues. Uh, part of your single childless contingent of listeners, but I've been listening since the beginning. Gilmore Guys crossover fan. Oh, yeah. Nice. Despite not having kids and going through IVF, I continually find myself learning from the show. I've especially found the conversations surrounding grief and loss particularly helpful how to be better supportive for friends going through those circumstances. I don't really have a question, but I would like to hear more about Matt's history in Hollywood, especially the transition to directing. I feel like I've heard bits and pieces between Dory's books, Dory's book and podcast. <laughs> I've heard Matt. Uh, look, Dory's book consumed us for a little while and as it should have. You know, I will say this also, Matt. That's Megan's email. I hope you had a great weekend. And then she continues just under 1,500 square feet. Raleigh, North Carolina Metro. Mini Golden Doodle named Zero. Oh, sorry, Milo. 
Not Zero. Zero is wow. the name of Jack Skellington's dog in Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, which the overlay just went on. That's why I guess Zero's in my head. Milo. Zero hot dogs in 2021. Hot dogs only ex- acceptable when cased in cornmeal batter and fried. Wow. Doesn't make the list then. Uh, thank you, Megan. Yes, I was going to say uh, that after dealing with Henry for four days alone and not even fully totally alone, having help uh, of the Holly variety uh, for a few hours a day, I don't. I still don't understand how you finished your book and did podcasts. Oh, when you were sick. Yeah. And I was taking care of Henry all I, by myself. Yeah, I do. I have no fucking clue. I was in a fugue state. I honestly. was like, I mean, Andy and I were supposed to record on Saturday two thirty, and that was after the echo, the like the four hundred places to get a COVID test thing. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't talk right now. Yeah. I'm like done. Yeah. I don't know how you did it. I really don't. Do you respect me more now? No, I've always respected you <laughs> the most. How can I respect you more than I do? <laughs> but now you get how, like, now you, like, I feel like now you, like, truly get how just bananas that was. I mean, look, you're talking, uh, look, if you're talking about, like, some working straight through something, it's I not, get it. But that's, but taking care of a child on top of that is, like, a whole other thing. Yes, but like functioning on very little sleep and working, I, that is a, no problem. Sure. But you doing it, someone who needs 40 hours of sleep mm. a day. And finishing a book. I, I still cannot. And don't forget, I also wrote an article. I, I had that Mandy Moore piece. Mandy gets it. <laughs> She's a working mom. She gets it. Um. Anyway. Yes. Um. Thank you, Megan, for that. And then finally we have, oh, sorry. And one other thing. Um, we talk a lot more about Matt's work on the Patreon episodes also. We do? Yeah. I guess we do. We do. Oh, we want to hear more about my Hollywood yeah. stuff. I feel like we've gotten, we've, we've. We talk- got pretty deep in the weeds in there. Yeah. We, t- sure. we do a lot of like inside baseball, I feel like talk there yeah i mean stay tuned uh, if you if it, like look I, all i would say to everybody's like buckle up for like november december when i'm like actually directing something and i'm like we'll find out how that goes it's gonna go great okay our last email is from julia and this is a little bit of an inside baseball how the sausage gets made email <clears throat> good morning dory matt I think the commercials went to regional somewhat because during episode 343, I've gotten the same commercial in Spanish twice about buying school supplies and then I can use American Express to do so. I'm guessing it's because I live in Austin, Texas, unless you have a new sponsor. Living in 840 square feet with one cat, one husband, total hot dog consumption of 12 so far this year. So, okay. On ACAST, which is the network that we're on, there are two kinds of ads. Platform. Platform. One is host read ads. Mm-hmm. And then one is just ads, regular ads. Air, I think they call them airtime ads. Yeah. Those are basically like commercials. And so most of our ads are host read ads. Yeah. But we have like, I think we have like one or two slots. Like if we don't sell all of our host read yeah, spots, they, can go sell. they fill it with airtime ads. And... I think most of the airtime ads are geo-blocked. Geo-blocked? Geo-tagged. Geo tagged. So wherever you're listening from, you yes. will get a 
an appropriate yes so like canadian listeners will get a canada thing it's interesting because i've been noticing this same phenomenon not about school supplies but like i get spanish car commercials when watching red sox games oh interesting i'm just like oh it must just know i'm in la yeah and there's a pretty decent chance that right. i know some spanish yeah so sell me a car yeah sure okay <laughs> yeah so that's that's the reason that you're that that's the reason that you're probably getting those um ads so there you go julia thank you for asking yep because i thought we all needed the explanation um and you know just a reminder you can support us on the old patreon Get up to two of those bonus episodes per month where you can't ask us anything. Yep, and usually you have the la- the first 30 days of the month to ask us something because <laughs> we'll record them the very last second we can. I know, we're uh, very annoying that way. So uh, $5 level and above, you get your name read each month as a thank you and uh, get that back catalog. Plenty of episodes there. So thank you to Bethany Whipperman. Nassim Kansari. Sophia F. Caroline Land. Uh, Jennifer H.S. Angie James. Wait, what was Nassim's name, last name, from the orientation, parent orientation? Not. Oh, what if it was her? That would be weird. No, Nassim Kansari is the Disney travel agent who's been helping us. Oh, that's right. But also, what if it was the same person that was in the orientation for Henry's preschool? That'd be wild that they listen to the podcast. (laughs) I'd feel so much shame. Okay. Uh, Carolyn Land, thank you. Jennifer H.S. Angie James. Tyler Rosewood. Ava N. Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alessandra Ragusa. Alex Bell. Uh, Alex Liu. Amanda Fujita. Amanda Lighty. Amy. Andrew McClure. Ann Flucker. One, two, three, four, five anonymous. April Howell. Hey, hang on. Let me do this. April Holwerda. Thank you. I, I nailed it. Ariana Perry. Ashley Cicely. Aurora and Zelda. Becca Foster. Bianca Loria. Bruno Macias. You skipped Britt S. Baker. I sure did. I just wanted you to say it. All right. Carly Moore. Carolyn N. Catherine. Sorry. There is no Catherine. There's a Kathy Hill. <laughs> Chinami Worth. Cynthia Meisner. Debbie Meredith, a.k.a. Let's C- Lex Conan's mom. Diana. Diana Robinson. Diana Martin. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Edwina Goodingham. Edwina Morgan Bodo. How many chances do we have two Edwinas? That I know, are like it's big fascinating. Fans of us. Uh, <laughs> Elena Palling. Emily F. Aaron. Aaron Gudge. Aaron Turley. Less impressive that there's three Aarons right there. Yeah. More impressive. That there's two Edwinas. Two Edwinas. And Nicholas. Yeah. I think those might be like British or um, Australian people. I feel like they're Czech. The name. Czech? I feel like Nicola is is like a Czechoslovakian name. No, I think it's a very common British um, women's name. Oh. Interesting. So. TBD on that, everybody. We're going to check the the books. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, um, yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.